right, so some big changes in Ottawa this weekend, as they or Ontario this weekend, as they try and get a handle on the situation there with COVID. And some of the steps they've taken have really, really got a lot of people up in arms. And, you know, they're interesting to take a look around, you know, what are, what are our rights as citizens in this country? And what are government's rights in terms of, you know, public health emergencies and all the rest? So uh, let's get some insight on that from uh, a legal analyst, Ari Goldkind, a criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator, joins us now. Ari, always fun to chat. How are you, sir? Great to be on with you, Shane. Just before we get to the meat of the story, you had mentioned just before the break about the Rogers outage yeah. uh, in my province in 911. It's actually a lot of people wonder if I could take 20 seconds sure, yeah, go. as to why it's important. Because when you mention the 911 issue, most people don't understand it. And the reason it's so significant is because so few people have landlines. So if oh, yeah. God forbid there's somebody in trouble and calls 911 and they lose the connection, the way it works is that the police immediately call that number back. You know, God forbid you're yelling for help because somebody's yep. attacking yep. you and the attacker grabs the phone. If the police can't call you back, it's a very, very serious thing. So this outage, which is in, you know, this province and getting a lot of attention is, is you know, quite risky to people. I'm not blaming Rogers. But that's for people to understand why 911 through a cell phone is so important. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I'm just noticing on my phone here, I tried to, to text my wife about getting an AstraZeneca vaccine a few minutes ago. Message wouldn't go. So it's not just Ontario. Well, that's because you're only 28 years old, so you don't qualify, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. But, uh, no, I need it. Um, let's talk about what's going okay. on uh, in Ontario right now, because uh, we saw some changes coming over the weekend, and we don't know how many of them are going to last through the end of today. It sounds like they're going to walk back a lot of them, and yeah. police forces have yeah, said so they won't, me- but... Yeah, so let me explain the nonsense of what's going on in my province. And as you know, this issue, which, you know, we live in a day and age of anti-social media where Twitter gets everything wrong. Right. Um, this is something that Twitter's actually gotten right because it led to a lot of changes. So here's what happened for this to make sense to people. In the normal world, whether it's COVID or not, for police officers to stop you and chat with you, they have to have a reasonable and probable belief that you are up to something that violates a law okay okay they can't just go up like for example they can't just be in a playground see 50 people and just stop you and demand the id from somebody who they don't think's doing anything okay right or give them a ticket that's age-old law i'm not going to bore everybody with age-old law there's terms that are called carding before or street checks you use the term or in new york city for those of us who love manhattan it used to be called stop and frisk. Yes, yes. You couldn't get, right. So that's just to make it make sense to people before we get into the madness in my province, what's <laughs> happened literally in 48 hours. So as a result of this lockdown theater, which is what I call it, because none of this has anything to do with science. I mean, you're not allowed to go boating today on Lake Ontario. Can you think of a more isolated thing that you can think right, of? Yeah, sure. You're not allowed to play golf. The reason I've loved golf all my life is because it's an antisocial activity <laughs> where you're 100 yards from your buddy. Okay, So you can't do all of these things. But the thing that got everybody going ballistic, and we can delve into it because it's really interesting when you get into the weeds, is that Ford and his solicitor general, and this is incredible, we're talking about the premier of a province, We're not talking about a first-year law student who would know better. We're not talking about one of your audience's kids who's taking law in high school that would know better, that came out with a policy, and I'm being serious, and you know, like, (laughs) I'm going to put it simply, but I'm being serious, that the police will randomly stop anybody outside, demand their ID, demand their address, write them a ticket if the police don't like the answer as to why you're out. And the key to this 
is they don't have to suspect you're doing anything wrong. Right. You just have to be outside or driving your car, okay? Okay, so that's the difference. The, the main difference there is up until this weekend, if police wanted to stop you and say, hey, what are you doing? They have to have some reasonable suspicion that you're up to no good. Reasonable and probable grounds, with certain exceptions, as you know, we've sure. talked about before, ride spot checks. For example, drinking and driving, you know, a ride spot check, you don't have to show up there drunk. But other than that, the police just don't stop people. And the, the word in my business is arbitrarily. That's mm-hmm. a very important word legally. I like the term willy-nilly. You know, you're driving down the street, you're going to the grocery store, you're going for a walk with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your kid, your parent. Cops don't come up to you, ask you questions, demand ID, get addresses, and all this. Now, what's fascinating about this, because that's not where the interesting part is. That's half of the interesting part, that a premier of a province could get such horrible advice from the people who advise him, okay? That's what's incredible to me, that when you run this up the chain, nobody said, "Uh, Dougie, uh, this is about as illegal as it could possibly get. And it's got nothing to do with science. Now, I get as a PR exercise, Ford may have thought, I've tried the carrot, now I've tried this, I got to do the stick, okay? Because it gets exercise, it makes everybody stay at home because everybody's scared out of their mind. What happens is the world in Ontario goes a little bit crazy. And everybody on all sides picks at this. This isn't like, you know, we've got the George Floyd trial, there's different positions there, we've got politics in the States, we've got Trump, we've got this, where everybody has a different view. Here it all congealed into one view that this was a step too far, no matter your politics. And here's what's fascinating, Shay. Fascinating is, you know, you're in a province that has a lot of history, that governments are supposed to be a check on police, right? Right, sure. And usually the, the courts, obviously, this is what lawyers like me do. For the first time in history, and I'm 47 years old, so I do qualify for that vaccine today, by the way. But for the first time in history, Police said to a democratic government, yeah, yeah, not doing it. You can go stick it, right? (laughs) And 30 of the major municipal police forces in this province, all the cities that your listeners know, literally publicly told the government, the premier and his solicitor general, and I'm being serious, to go stick it. And 24 hours later, there was an emergency cabinet meeting. And I give the Ford government some credit here. I'm not a person who likes to throw shade unnecessarily. People make mistakes. They didn't make court challenges happen. They didn't let lawyers get rich fighting this. Within 24 hours, they said, we screwed up. We're clarifying it. They deleted it and made it go back to reasonable and probable for these certain gatherings. And they got rid of their stupid law, which is that kids and their parents can't go to a playground. Because if you're aware of any COVID coming from playgrounds, it's sort of like in this province, Shay, you might have seen today, they've got one hour long single file lineups at the at the Manitoba and Ontario well, Quebec border. Have yeah. you been reading about the uh, the variant from Charlevoix or Gatineau? <laughs> last time I checked, I must have missed that journal of science. Well, let me ask you about the legality of that, because that's something I don't remember seeing in our country either in terms of restricting and questioning people traveling freely between provinces. I mean, that's part of being in this country. So why is that different for these police officers than stopping people on the street and saying, hey, where are you going? And that's why I set this up, because the one gov- the one police service that were all over the Ford announcement with gusto and relish and sort of a chef's kiss, if you can picture that gesture, was the Ontario Police 
uh, Ontario Provincial Police. And they're at all these borders, and it's about an hour lineup for people who got up at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning. By the way, last time I checked, hardworking Canadians, not the international arrivals pouring into the airport in your city and mine from places with all the variants. And so the, the answer to your question is a really interesting and nuanced one. You know, as a criminal defense lawyer, my job is essentially to protect rights when it comes to the criminal sphere. It is incredible, and not enough people talk about it in, in, a, in a significant way, the incredible powers that these emergency COVID acts give police and bylaw officers. And they give police and bylaw officers actually, and I'm being serious about this, oftentimes more power, more power to enforce these public health measures than if the police think there's a crime or they think there's a bad guy or somebody walking around who's a danger to himself or others. So, yes, the OPP can, because of these emergency health orders, pull, and they are doing it, by the way. Mm -hmm. Nobody's challenged it yet. They pull, they've, they've got an hour single file. You can see this online. It's just astounding to me because it's part of this... Again, lockdown theater that has very little to do, at least in my province, of where the infections are, what parts of the cities the infections are in, which communities, which work, which work areas, warehouses, manufacturing, I'm sure you know this. And at the end of the day, they've turned around, as of last count, I checked before I just came on with you, they've turned around six cars. <laughs> six. Okay. Now, think about, again, and again, everybody has different politics. I mean, look, some of the people that were clutching their pearls about the issue that we were talking about uh, this morning that hated that the police can pull you over are the very same people who have called for national lockdown so that we all live in jail for 10 years. So there is some, you know, hypocrisy going around here. But you have the Ontario Provincial Police taking commuters who get up at 536 in the morning to come into Ottawa to work and putting them through this hour-long checkpoint. And the problem is, when we're told to trust the science, you know that phrase, I'm sure you sure, I'm of sure course. we all oh, yeah. value Right, and we all value that phrase. We all want to live by that phrase. And for this to be happening in terms of mobility rights between province to yeah, province, yeah. yes, all, all these rights are rights. But until somebody challenges them and says that the police are going too far or the emergency order goes too far, the cops are doing what they're told to do. But interestingly, and let me end the answer here, going back to what is so fascinating about the day and age we're living in right now, because of all of a sudden COVID has suspended life for most people for a year and two months. The chief of police of Ottawa, the chief of police, literally, I'm not exaggerating, about 50 minutes ago, put out a statement says, we don't do things just because government wants us to do them. So we're not going to be part of a lot of this and in terms of enforcement at these checkpoints i get the sense that that chief thinks it's as odious as i do and he doesn't why to end the answer nobody can point to that this is the best use of hundreds hundreds of opp officers this morning particularly if you take a, a step back and say to yourself on a monday morning at 6 30 or 7 in the morning who's driving into ottawa are these the people that we want to be stopping? It's just lockdown theater. And I think this is pushing Canadians who have up until this point been very trusting of government and their leaders, I use the term in air quotes. I think this is pushing a lot of reasonable Canadians to go, 
hmm, let's use Shea's tagline. Is this fair, balanced, and open-minded? We're not so sure. Yeah, and I think and I think the pushback is growing and growing and growing. I think you're right. People are just uh, really starting to question all of it. Are you always good uh, chatting with you? We're out of time, but I appreciate it. We'll do this again, sir. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Ari. That is Ari Goldkind, who is a criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator in Toronto.